This is the World of Sports Network presentation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Welcome to Monday Morning Football with the Guru, episode number 12, NFL Week 12. And today on the show, we have an after Thanksgiving pack full episode, man. We're going to discuss Chiefs versus the Bucks, you know, and also we got to talk about the Titans and the Colts. And I got to talk about what's going on in Miami with Tua and, and the Dolphins over there, man. And then I got to talk about, I got a special segment called, is it the coaching or is it the players? And we're going to talk about that with the Saints and the Broncos. And also we're going to discuss Arizona and the Patriots and also the Chargers and the Bills. Also, you all know I got to do my weekly rule report. I got to check on my Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings as well as I got to do the big brother versus little brother game with the Rams and the 49ers. And obviously, we got to finish it with Cleveland. Yes, we're going to finish it with Cleveland and Jacksonville. Y'all remember when Cleveland used to be the laughing stock of the league? This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Roll the tape. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. This is Monday Morning Football with the Goo. As always, I'm your host, the G to the U to the R to the U. Appreciate y'all, man. Hey, so check this out. We're going to get right to it, man. We're going to talk about the Chiefs and the Bucks, man, right? The first thing we're going to talk about, the Chiefs and the Bucks. And I got to talk about a situation that I see that's happening in Tampa Bay. And I think, um, I hope, I think everybody's seen it. And right now it's just, it's going to explode. It's going to explode. I think right now there's an internal battle going on between Tom Brady and his clan. You know what I'm saying? We call him Tom Brady and his bunch, you know, Gronk and, 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 and AB and company right, versus Bruce Arians and his clan. You know what I'm saying? That's, um, that's Mike Evans, you know, Leftwich and those guys. This, it's, it's an internal battle going on right now in, um, in Tampa Bay. Because right now, there's an ego struggle between two made men. It's kind of funny. Tom Brady left New England because of an ego struggle. Now he's in Tampa Bay, and now he's incorporated another ego struggle between two guys, Tom Brady, who has a major ego, and Bruce Arians, who also have a major ego, and now they're clashing. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why they're even in a situation like this is because they go, they, they're both uh, uh, trying to accomplish a common goal. You know what I'm saying? What, what makes ego, even like this type of ego comes together is because it's a bigger goal. And obviously the bigger goal is getting a Super Bowl. Brady want to get a Super Bowl. Bruce Arians want to get a Super Bowl. Everybody want to get a Super Bowl. So now you do whatever it takes to get a Super Bowl, even if it's sleeping with the enemy. Or you want to say, even if you're dating the wrong girl. You do whatever you want to get. You know what I'm saying? Like a man, you do whatever you want to get. You know what I'm saying? You lie to the girl. You do what you want to do to get you know what you want from that girl, dog. 
and that's what's going on right now with Tampa Bay and, and, and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Because right now they they they're just doing whatever they want to they gotta do, and it's not working out because there's a conflict. There's Tom Brady's offense, which is we all know what it is: the quick passing game. You know, the the, the pass to the um, to the to, to the receivers in the backfield, dump it down. The play action, the his deep ball to the seam play. That's Tom Brady's offense: quick pass, get the ball out quick, get the ball out quick, man. And then you have Bruce Arians' offense. You know, seven-step drop, man. No risk it, no biscuit. We taking it deep. You know what I'm saying? Passes outside the numbers. Vertical routes. Vertical passing plays, man. There's just certain things, man. Two guys that stuck in their ways. Bruce Arians is an old gentleman stuck in his ways. Self-made because he's made it doing his thing, doing his way. You got Tom Brady, an older guy now, older, the oldest quarterback basically in the league. You know what I'm saying? Stuck in his way. He knows one thing, and that's what he knows. Some got to give. Somebody got to be submissive, man. And right now, I don't see it happening, bro. Because the one thing that's happening right now, y'all got to keep an eye on, man, is Mike Evans, bro. Mike Evans and company are going to be the reason why Tampa Bay don't Oh, my God, Tampa Bay basically explode or implode. You could just see Mike Evans inside burning with this situation because prior to Brady and all this situation, Mike Evans was a star. He was the face of Tampa Bay. When you think about Tampa Bay, when the, the most positive thing of Tampa Bay Buccaneers prior to this whole Tom Brady situation was Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Because Bruce Evans' offense was based on Mike Evans' skill set, which is basically a bully, a big receiver who go and get 50-50 ball, man. Mike Evans' skill set didn't consist of him being a crisp route run and all that situation. No, his main thing is you're going to be a 50-50 ball guy. And he's very good as being a 50-50 vertical route type of guy. But what Tom Brady brings and what his expertise, what made him the GOAT, is no vertical route. Nah, dog. No, dog. It's about more picking up the blitzes. Strategic. It's about quick routes, man. In and out. Option routes, man. It's about more of that intermediate routes. Inside the numbers. That's what Tom Brady is great at. That's why in this type of Tom Brady's offense, Mike Evans now becomes the fourth guy. Mike Evans now becomes basically the not needed guy. You became the top of the food chain. Now you are basically the guy you don't even need because Tom Brady really don't need Mike Evans' skill set for this offense to be successful. Tom Brady is not a 50-50 ball player. He don't throw 50-50 balls. No, it's about precision, accuracy. You read a blitz coming in, you're going to be at the spot at the same place. You don't see that between Brady and Evans. There's a relationship situation, and it's been there from the get. You all remember week one that against New Orleans, that post. You know what I'm saying? That the whole week, they were like, who made the wrong route? Was it a wrong route, or was it Brady making a wrong throw? It seemed like every time Brady targeted Mike Evans, they don't, it's just a communication situation. They don't know Brady don't know where Mike Evans is going to be. He don't know where he's going to be because Mike Evans is a physical 50-50 receiver, man. He's not a, a, a cerebral receiver. Mike Evans will be struggle in, in a New England offense, man. 
because he's not that type of receiver. That's what's going on right now. And Mike Evans is about to implode, man, because he hates the fact. Yes, he's holding it in because they're so-called winning, but now you see they're losing. You know what I'm saying? And Brady tried to swage his feeling by throwing him red zone touchdown. Nah, homie. Mike Evans is, got, is imploding, dog. And I know he's about, he's, he's in um, Brown Leftwich ears and Bruce Arians. You can see it, man. You can see this. You can see that, man. Like, you, man, come on, bro. If you guys played this game, those Tampa Bay, they're not doing a good job of hiding this situation internally. They're not doing a good job, man. They are not doing a very good job of hiding that. We see there's a struggle. We see something's wrong on Tampa Bay. And it's not talent. Oh, no, nah, it's not talent. It's more than that. It's ego. It's ego. There's a saying, man, ego, we don't go. No ego, we go. And in Tampa Bay, they got ego, they don't go. <laughs> That's for sure, man. It's sad over there, man. It's sad, man. But you know what's not sad, man? What's up with that dude, Tyreek Hill? Man, that dude, I got to give a shout out to Tyreek Hill for that game. Woo! I know I was talking about Brady and those guys, but Tyreek Hill, man, he took that boy Carlton Davis to school, bro. My man Tyreek Hill was a school bus driver Sunday versus number 24. Man, he pulled up to 24's house. He's like, come on, man. I'm picking your ass up, dog. I'm taking you to school. He wasn't playing, man. It was, it was straight pull up. Hey, you all know the school bus, man? That yellow bus? Yeah, dog. That yellow bus came up, pulled up in Carlton Davis's house, dog, and be like, yo, get up here, man. I'm Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill was driving that bus, dog. And he's like, get your ass in this bus. I'm taking you to school, bro. My man got over 202 in the first quarter, man. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. A professional school bus driver taking defensive backs to school. I see you, Tyreek Hill, man. <laughs> I see you, man. Let me talk about, you know, who else is taking people to school, man. I got to change it to somebody else that's taking people to school. That's my man, King Henry. Please excuse my dear King Henry. Like, oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> I was looking at, oh, my goodness. Like, what is wrong? What's, who is this dude, Derrick Henry? Like, seriously, who is this? This dude is half man, half horse. Like, I keep telling you, he's half man, half horse. Could somebody please test? Could, could, could we get a blood test on this dude? Like, could we do, like, an international, like, Olympic testing on my man, uh, um, Derrick Henry? Could we do, like, the, uh, the boxing federation where we see his blood? I want to get a blood test, man. No, no, P-test. P-test ain't working. You know what I'm saying? I want a blood test on Derrick Henry, man, because I don't think this dude is 100% human being, dog. No BS, no BS. Trust me, I'm a human being. I've seen human beings in my life, dude. I've seen many, many human beings in my life, dog. Many. But I've never seen a human being built like this, dude. Never, ever. I'm not, this is not a human being. Trust me, dog. You ain't fooling the guru, dog. Nah, man, I know a human being when I've seen one. I know, I see human beings every day. I know what they look like, man. Two legs, two hands, man. One hand, two eyes. That's what a human look. I know what a human being look like. Trust me. I see one every single day. But this dude, Derek Henry, when I look at him, I don't see a human being, bro. No sorry, Bob. I see a half man. 
and I see a half horse, man. That's what I see, because what this dude do is out of this world, man. It's out of this world, dog. I'm talking about after Thanksgiving, I don't know what he eats, man. It's not even turkey. This dude eats, man, he eats ostrich. You know what I'm saying? You know normal people, we eat turkey for Thanksgiving, dog. Man, my man Derrick Henry go eat ostrich, dog. Like that, you all know what an ostrich is, dog? That's what he, that's the biggest bird out there, man. That's what this man eats, dog, for turkey. And after every Thanksgiving, this dude is the best football player in the world, dude. No BS, man. I ain't never seen a, 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 a human being do what this man does, man. This man just finished playing five quarters the week before, dog, in Baltimore. He just went and played an overtime game, and he came with nap town. And he just, come on, dog. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. This dude is not human, dog. I'm telling you, this dude is the most physical specimen I I've ever seen. I ever, ever, ever. He's not a human being. Like I tell you, I've seen enough human being in my life. Hell, I'm going to see a human being tomorrow. Seriously. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to see human beings. But I'm going to tell you one thing. None of those human beings going to look like Derrick Henry. And I'm calling you all out. If y'all see human beings that look like Derrick Henry, please take a picture of that man and send it to and send it to my DM me, dog. Seriously, if y'all see a human being just like Derrick Henry, y'all y'all take a picture and DM me on that man. Real talk, man. <laughs> Real talk. Hey, the Titans gotta be the most physical looking team, dog. Like you talking about coming off the bus, bro. Like real quick, it's like I was looking at the. I got stunned. Like you, I was watching the Titans, dude, and you see the and, and that they receiver AJ Brown. It's like Derrick Henry's built like a monster, and this dude AJ Brown is like, bro, what are they doing in Tennessee? Like, what kind of strength program are the Titans doing, bro? Like seriously, like seriously, that dude AJ Brown look diesel, dog. <laughs> like my man Paul's no home. I'm like, I'm looking at my man triceps, bros. I'm like, this dude play receiver, son, like. And he's out there just straight, just, hey, man, don't, hey, Paul's no homo. Like, you talking about getting off the bus? I'm talking about getting off the football bus in the warm-ups. The Tennessee Titans are the scariest-looking team in warm-up. Like, you see them in warm-up, I'm like, holy smoke. Like, whoa, that is their running back? That is, they got a freaking DN playing running back. Oh, my God. And they got a linebacker playing wide receiver. Oh, 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 hell, hell nah. Oh, hell to the nah, nah, nah. I ain't messing with the Titans, dog. Are you serious? Like, they got a DM as their starting running back, and they got a middle linebacker as their best wide receiver. Oh, I'm done. Pause. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm done with the Titans. That's who the Titans are. And their coach is Diesel. Their coach is probably the strongest coach in all of football. You're like, man, what in the – bruh. The Titans are one of those teams, dude. It's snowing outside, and all those dudes come out with straight half shirts in warm-up. Half shirts. You've seen those team men come out in half shirts. you like, oh, hell nah, dog. Just intimidating. Dog, watching the Titans, dog, I'm like, whoo. Man, thank goodness. Thank goodness I'm out here talking about football rather than go tackling any of them dudes. For real, for real, bro. <laughs> for real, for real, man. Hey y'all, appreciate y'all listening to this jump, man. Why y'all like what y'all like what's going on right now? Y'all know what it is, man. Hit that subscribe, that bell on the YouTube and on the podcast. Y'all know y'all gotta rate us, man, and share us and let the world know. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Monday morning football, man.
I got something special, something different in this, man. In a few, in about 10 minutes, I'm gonna have three. It's called, is it coaching or is it the player, man? I'm gonna love talking about that. Well, you know, we always have debates. Is it the coaching or is it the players? You know what I'm saying? About 30 minutes from now, after that, we gotta talk about the Cleveland Browns. You remember when they used to be the laughing stock of the league? Like, oh my God, Cleveland Browns, ha 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 ha. Who's laughing now, right? <laughs> So I, I got to talk about the, the, the Dolphins real quick, man. The Dolphins and the Jets, man. I'm, I, I have nothing to say about the Jets because the Jets are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, right? Just lose every game. So I ain't even worried about them. Talking about the Dolphins, dude. Like, I think the Dolphins are doing some espionage. They're, they're doing some slick little stuff going on with this tour situation, right? You know what I'm saying? You know me, I'm an I'm a investigator. Uh, sports guy, man. What they call it. you know how the news got investigative sp- news reporter. I'm an investigative sports opinion headcaster. Yeah, man. I just made that up, dog. Copyright that joint. But anyways, hey, I I, I don't think the, the Dolphins um, are very high on tour, dog. Like I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like this whole situation, like that, the, the way all this is happening, bro. Like, like how you know there was words like. The Dolphins are trying out Tua to see what they really have. You know what I'm saying? And Tua didn't even play against the Jets. It's just, I feel like there's a pacifier situation, and I don't feel like there's a comfortability situation. And I think they coined this dude um, Tua. And I think deep, 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 deep inside of the Miami Dolphins, I really, really honestly think deep inside of them, they're not in love with Tua, man. And I think they realized if they would have gone back in the draft, they would have done something different. They would have done something different. I don't have no sources, no anything that's telling me that. It's just my my life experience and what and for my eyes, man. I, and that's what, I'm an analytic person. And for my eyes, what I see is going on. And for my looks, you know what I'm saying in Miami, you could just tell, man, because I know human beings. And some about human beings, they show their cards, man. And when somebody have confidence in you. When somebody believe in you, they, they, it's a different situation. They, they, they hold you and treat you differently. When somebody have question marks, you know what I'm saying? When they're not, they have uncertainties, they hold, they, you could see that. And right now with Tua and the Dolphins, after that debacle in Denver, I'm talking about that debacle in Denver, and, and basically his feelings got hurt and they benched him and they tried to, masqueraded for his hip, his injury, whatever the heck they try to do. We all know it's, it's, it's his feelings, not his body. Like, I could, we all know that. And now Fitzmagic is back on the Rams. And frankly, I don't see Tua being a starter for the rest of the season. I, don't, I really don't see that. And what does this mean for the Dolphins? What, does, what sign does this show about the Dolphins and Tua? Frankly, to me, I don't think it's a very good sign, man. I really don't see it's a very good sign. And I honestly, honestly, right now, I really believe if the Dolphins were going back to the draft and they do that pick over, I guarantee you it won't be Tua that will be playing in Miami. That's just how I feel, bro. This is how I feel, man. And real quick, man, I got to take a little bit of break. And right after the break, man, I got this special, this new segment I want to talk about between, it's called, Is It the Coaching? Or is it the player? And we're going to talk about that when we talk about the Saints, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Pats, and and the Chargers and the Bills, man. 
And, you know, right after the break, you know we also got to talk about my weekly rule report. You know I got to talk about Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers, man. So give me a second. I'll be right back after this station identification. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. You are listening to Monday Morning Football with the Guru. For more sports content, visit youtube.com slash world of sports network. Hey, man, appreciate y'all. Man, appreciate y'all as always. Listen to this on the podcast. Y'all know what to do. Leave that review, man, and follow and share. You guys know how to do this. And on the YouTube, you guys already know what it is, man. Click that bell and that noti. Hit that noti. I got this, this new thing called real quick. It's called, is it coaching or is it the player? You know, it's always this old debate, man. What makes a team great? Is it because you have a great coach? Or is it because you have a great player that makes a coach look good? What is it? What is it? Well, you know what? This next three, three games I'm going to talk about, I mean, we could talk, is it the coaching or is it the player? Boom. Game number one, the Saints versus the Broncos. Yes, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Broncos. Saints led by Taysom Hill, man. Broncos led by, who knows, man, because of covert. I don't even know who the quarterback was, man. They were running the, the. Uh, I don't even know what the hell they were. I don't know what the hell they were running, to be honest with y'all, man. I don't know what the hell they were running. But is it coaching or is it player? Now, Sean Payton, look at this. Wood, this is one you know. Will Drew Brees run the same offense Taysom Hill is running right now? I mean, we know the answer to that. No, Drew Brees will never run that type of offense. And Sean Payton shows you how of a great coach he is. That's why this is all about coaching. He changed his offense in the middle, in the middle of a season. Pivot, you know what I'm saying? In the middle. Why? They were the, the top seed. Pivot because of an injury and have a totally new offense. A high school offense went from a sophisticated, robust, professional NFL offense so now, a dumbed-down, yet tricky high school offense. My goodness, that's coaching right there. So, the Saints versus Broncos right there. Is it the players? Is it because Taysom Hill is a beast? No, 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 no. It's because Sean Payton is a hella designer. So, in this scenario, is it coaching or is it the players? Oh, no, 100% Sean freaking Payton. It's all about coaching in the Saints versus the Broncos ball game, man. Now, let's go on to Arizona versus the Pats. Now, we all saw this game, man. I mean, if <laughs> Bill Belichick taking on a young quarterback. I mean, that's just like feeding a, a feeding somebody the wolves, dog. Cam Newton looks like, oh my, Cam, look, this look, Tell the truth, this look like this is like a Friday night, Friday night lights, dog. Friday night light. Is it coaching? Is it the play? Is it because Cam Newton is a beast? Or is it because Belichick and company designed some design plays, design runs for Cam Newton? Well, tell the truth, Cam Newton got less than uh, 200 yards of total offense. Like, seriously. 
This dude looked like a straight up Midwest. Like you could go to any Midwestern back on Friday night back football, dog. Any in fact, anywhere in America, there's a guy running the option. There's a quarterback that's scrambling. And that's what was happening in New England, man. This was all coaching. Bill Belichick, once again, great design, man. Absolutely out coached Cliff Kingsbury, man. And destroyed uh, Kyle Murray, dog. Kyler Murray, he destroyed Kyler Murray as far as his defensive strategy, which is men amongst boys. Once again, is it coaching or is it the players? We all know Arizona got better players than New England, but yet New England won that game. That's 100% coaching. And now, Chargers versus the Bills. Is it coaching or is it the players, all right? So let's talk about this, dude. Did y'all see the stupid calls? <laughs> My man Anthony is doing. This is an easy one, man. They have nothing to do with it. Like the charges, honestly, let's just be real. Pound for pound, roster for roster, the charges have a better roster than the Bills. Let's just be real. We can say what you want to say. The charges got better roster than the Bills, dog. That's just what it is. The Bills got a solid roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Chargers got a better roster than it. You put the Char on uh, the Bills coaching staff, McDermott and company in Los Angeles, in the Chargers, you the Chargers will be exactly what the Bills are right now, competing for a uh, division, competing for a playoff. Exactly what the Bills are right now. Exactly. And you put the 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 Chargers um uh, um coaching staff in Buffalo, they'll do the exact same thing what they're doing in in Los Angeles. This is 100% coaching, man. My man, Anthony and company right there, he's, he's over his head. You know what I'm saying? He's over his head. You can see that for the last two seasons, those guys can't finish, and you can see the Los Angeles Chargers, the whole soul, the whole team are just draining and deteriorating, and they're not, they, they don't have no, no, they don't have no, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, it's coaching, bro. Once again, is it the coaching and is it the players? What I always say, bro, you could be a great player, but in football, in football, the coach tell the players what to do and how to do it. So it's always, in my opinion, coaching. And with that said, we're going to take a quick, a quick little break before, you know what I'm saying, we, we go on our last segments, man, our last cycle. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, after the break, we got to do my weekly rule report. Matt Rule and company, how I feel about them and company. You know that. And obviously, little brother, big brother between the Rams and, uh, and the 49ers. And we finish it up with Cleveland. You remember? There's a new show in Cleveland called, remember when we used to be the laughing stock of the league? Who's laughing now? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Starring Kevin Stefanski and Nick Chubb. <laughs> Be right back real quick, man. After this station identification, this is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. You are listening to Monday Morning Football with the Guru. For more sports content, visit youtube.com slash world of sports network. Once again, appreciate y'all, man. The After Thanksgiving show, man. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. Chilling with the family. It was awesome, man. Thanksgiving is kind of what it's like. It's so, what's so funny about Thanksgiving. It's one of those times where 
it's always the same food every year. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like going to the same restaurant, like going to McDonald's or something. It's like the same menu. Like what's on the menu for Thanksgiving? Oh man, it's turkey. You know what I'm saying? Pie, mashed potatoes. It's the same thing, man. It's like universal, though. <laughs> Ain't nothing different, man. It's like for like 20, 30 years, man, you be eating the same damn thing, dog. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get old sometimes, man. No BS. But I still love the whole aura of Thanksgiving. You know, the whole family thing. But real quick, man, you know what time it is? It's our weekly Rule report, man. We gotta get a special something in the background for something. We gotta do something for that, man. Like, whatever we say, it's our weekly rule report, man. You know it's about Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, hey, the Panthers, y'all better send me a, a, a gift bag or something because, I mean, I love y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you, I love y'all, but the funny thing is, I love y'all for 2020. You know what I'm saying? For 2021, my bad. You know what I mean? So, rule number one, you better like Mad Rule. Rule number two, always follow rule number one. Now, the Carolina Panthers played another close, close battle. Losing to my favorite cousin, Kirk Cousin, man. You know what I'm saying? What, 28-27, I believe? That's what it was at the end. A close game, man. But what I took about this game again, once again, looking at the stocks for my team going into the future, my Carolina Panthers. Now, what I'm identifying, what I'm noticing, because we know the offense, that's what Matt, we know the offense is good. You know, Brady and company, we know, you know, we know the offense. Teddy Bridgewater and underrated receiving core, we know the offense is, is there, solid. Absolutely solid. But what I'm noticing now is the maturation of the defense. That's what I'm enjoying, man. You saw the week before that, you know what I'm saying, shutting out Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions. And this week, you know what I'm saying, now they're coming together. Jeremy Chin, you've seen guys now. You've seen guys starting to establish themselves now, trying to establish their role, knowing who they are. Like, I love what's going on in Carolina, dog. I can tell y'all, y'all better invest in the Panthers in the stock market, man. This is a big-time stock, man, because those boys, Matt Rule and company, they're going to run the NFC South, man. I'm telling y'all, man, the guru ain't no liar, man. I'm telling y'all, man, the Carolina Panthers for in the next three to four years, they're going to dominate that division, and they're going to be a problem in the NFC. They're going to be a problem, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like a problem child. Just like the way my man Nate, Nate Robinson got knocked out like the problem child, man. Paul, you know what I'm saying? My man, Logan Paul, my man the Carolina Panthers is going to be a problem child, dog, in years to come, man. In years to come. Jeremy Chin and company. I mean, establishing two freaking picks. Hey, that dude, that young rookie is a stud with the S-T-U-D, baby. Forget you, A-Rod. Jeremy Chin is a S-T-U-D with a capital S, a stud, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Love you, that kid, man. I'm telling y'all, man. I keep telling y'all, Matt Rule is a great personnel. He's a great builder, dog. And the next couple of seasons and the draft with the Carolina Panthers, watch out, man. The Panthers are going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem, man. As far as the Vikings... Hey, man, they did what they had to do. But they got Kirk Cousin. 
You know what I'm saying? They're always going to be what they are, man. But I'll tell you one thing. That boy, Matt Rule, and company in the Carolina Panthers, they're always going to be a tough out. For the next, basically for the next last five, six weeks of the season, man, they, hey, if you're a playoff contender going against the Panthers, it's going to be, y'all better bring it. Y'all better bring because the Panthers are going to be a spoilers, dog. They're going to be spoiling a lot of team in the next couple of weeks. It's, it's dreams, bro. I'm telling y'all, I love me some Matt Rule and company, man. Rule number one, you better love Matt Rule. Rule number two, always follow rule number one. Hey, I got to go to the to my big brother, little brother game, man. I got to go to my big brother, little brother game, dog, between uh, the 49ers and the Rams, bro. Like, why does it seem like Kyle Shanahan just, just owns Sean McVay? Like, I don't care. You all know me about this show. You all know about me. I don't care about the stats and all that. I'm not an analytical guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm an analytical. I don't care about the analytical. Who cares about the analytical, man? I care about the eyes. A true testament in football is looking straight into a man's eyes, bro. Iolytical, dog. Analyze a man's eyes, dog. It tells you everything, dog. <laughs> and what I see is Kyle Shanahan got my man Sean McVay's heart and his soul, man. It's like I just I can't explain how this uh, Kyle Shanahan don't even care. When he plays against the Rams, he seemed like it don't even matter if it's Jimmy G, if it's Nick Mullins, if it's if – it's, I don't care who the quarterback is, man. As long as you got Debo Samuels, you got a running back, and you got uh, another receiver, that's all you need, bro. That's all you need. And somehow, some way, Kyle Shanahan is going to make it work against Sean McVay, man. It's so funny, bro. It's so funny, man. It's funny the NFC West. It's always it's so, it's, just, it's funny to me. You got uh, Sean McVay on speed, Kel. Just on speed, Kel on the Seahawks owns him. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Kyle Shanahan owns um, Sean McVay owns him owns him. And then you got Pete Carroll and then owns the Cardinals owns Arizona own them. And then you got Arizona always give problems to um, the 49ers. It's just it's just weird, dog. It's weird. But one thing is, it's just the Rams are one of those teams, dude, like, I keep telling y'all, you know what I'm saying, they're Hollywood, man. The Rams are like, they're not what, they're not what you think they are, bro. Like, their record is not what you think. It's, I keep describing them as a filter. You know what I'm saying? You know you're those IG filters, they're not the original image. No, 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 no. The Rams are not original. It's like they put Botox on. They they finesse themselves or whatever to make them look what they better than what they really are. But the guru, oh, I could see that. I could see in between all that filter and all that shit. Trust and believe, dog. I could see that. Try to call me the guru, man. All that filter, you ain't gonna fool me with no fake titties and ass and I could feel on that and be like, this is fake. It's filter. I could look at the Rams roster. I could look at watch their game and be like, man, look, I feel y'all. Don't get it twisted now. That's a very damn good filter. Don't get it twisted. I ain't saying the filter is whack. Nah, man. Y'all probably paid $4.99 a month for that filter. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no free filter. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the joints you pay for. But at the end of the day, dog. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't have green eyes, man. Those are fake contacts, homie. I see right through them, man. Your eyes ain't green. It ain't pretty blue, man. Those are colored contacts. But they're sweet, though. Don't get it twisted. But the guru knows the Rams are a fake, a facade, a Hollywood team, man. You know what Hollywood's? A bunch of actors and actresses. You call them fake. It ain't real. We still watch the movie, though. You don't get a worse for it. Don't get it twisted. But at the end of the day, we all know it's the WWE, man. Ain't nothing but a fake thing, baby. <laughs> hey, you know what's not fake, though? Transition to the last segment. You know what's not fake? The Cleveland Browns, man. The 8-3 and three Cleveland Browns. Ain't nothing fake about them, homie. Heck to the nah, 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 nah. Them boys ain't fake at all. They straight 100% real, man. Kevin Stefanski, the guru been telling y'all, I love me some Kevin Stefanski, man. Man, the Cleveland Browns, the reason why they're 8-3 and three currently, it ain't because of the season. It's because what they did in the offseason, man. Y'all saw what the Google ranked them. I told you, the Cleveland Browns, one of, they had probably had one of the best offseasons of all teams, bro. I told you, y'all check out my receipts, man. Go check out the World of Sports Network and check out the videos, man, or offseason videos. My man, Aaron Barry. Barry and Andrew Barry, the new GM, and my man Kevin Stefanski, and come, they had an outstanding offseason, my dude. I mean, an outstanding offseason. And the result of that is what's happening right now, man. A real legitimate playoff team in the Cleveland Browns, homie. Because they'll build the right way. They'll build how they're supposed to be built, playing in the AFC North, man. They'll build with Nick Chubb, man. You know what I'm saying? A straight one-cut downhill run and the play-action game. That's how they play, and that's how they're built, bro. And I freaking love it. I ain't saying, oh, my God, they're a threat. Don't get it twisted. No, 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 no. Ain't no threat. The defense is too whack for them to be a threat. But considering... This used to be the laughing stuff of the NFL. Like every time you used to say the word Cleveland Brown, ah! <laughs> I mean, bro, I mean, he was like, that was like the butt of the joke, man. You know what I'm saying, Freddie Kitch? You remember last year, Freddie, just the butt of the joke. You got Miles Garrett trying to kill people with a helmet. I mean, Cleveland was just a disarray, man. Just a laugh or like a bunch of like, uh, uh, just guys that's, not professional. You got a bunch of unprofessional guys in that organization. Now, everything has changed, bruh. Andrew Brary, a true professional. Kevin Stefanski, a true professional. You got adults in leadership in Cleveland, and you can see the result of that, man. You should see the result of that. You all remember, like I said in the previous segment, is it coaching or is it players? And you can see in the Cleveland situation, the only difference this year and last year, for real, for real, Freddie Kitchens, you know what I'm saying, and the GM are gone. Andrew Berry, Kevin Sepkowski, and, the, and they're here. And the difference is, it's a new tune in Cleveland, man. 
is a new tune in Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns will have a play. Will be in the playoff this year, dog. Cleveland, yes, the land. In a very in a very long time, you guys will be sitting at home sometime in the middle of January and click on your TV and it's going to be a Cleveland Browns game on, dog. And it's going to be a meaningful game. Yes, y'all ain't the laughing stock of the league no more, dog. Congratulations, Cleveland. Y'all got yourself adults in places, man. Andrew Barry. Kevin Stefkowski, you guys might be front office and coach of the year, man. My guys are my front runner. Because what y'all done, what y'all done to, for, uh, for a culture, for a team that's just known for losing, changing the whole culture, the mindset, the whole psyche, that alone, man, earn you the guru, GM, and coach of the year tandem, man. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru, episode 12, week 12, man. Work quick before I finish this, before we finish. The home team, we got this Monday, the Monday um, night game. Seahawks, obviously, home team going on to the Philly. We own the Eagles, man. We own the Eagles, and this is big, man. The Rams obviously lost, so this is big for the Hawks. To, uh, to, to still fight for that first overall seed. There'll be one game behind the, 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 the New Orleans Saints, man. And I expect this Saints, it's going it's to be a close battle. So this is a big game. And obviously, the Eagles now with the Giants winning, the Eagles are second place as far as that NFC least. So it's a big, big, big game for both parties. But I see what they call it, the Battle of the Birds. But I see my man, my quarterback. Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, from his birthday, celebrating his birthday to defeat um, the uh, uh, the quarterback that needs to be benched, man. I see this, the Seahawks just dominating this game, man. And watch out for the defense. You know, the, mo the, 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 the most maligned defense. Watch out for them stepping up, man. And then obviously the Tuesday game, the new Tuesday game between the Ravens and, uh, and the Steelers because of the whole COVID situation, man. It's going to be another game. I'm interested to see. I have no input in that game because of all that's been going on. I'm interested to see that game, man. I don't know if Lamar's playing. We don't know anything that's going on, uh, but we'll see, man. But once again, I don't care who the quarterback is, who's playing, who's not playing. That's always going to be a straight-up dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight, man. So enjoy, and I appreciate y'all listening, and I hope y'all had a great, great Thanksgiving because I know I had a great Thanksgiving, man. Once again, this has been Monday Morning Football with the Guru, Episode 12, NFL Week 12 Edition, man. Y'all know the drill. Like this, love this, share this, and I am out.